Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Tropical Island of Newfoundland, episode two of One Life Live It podcast. I am joined by my very good friend, Galen Gulliver. How are you? Hi, Steve. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and before we get going, we're going to talk about some cool things, but before we get going, I've got some news for you. Again, welcome to the episode two, One Life Live It. So, in 1971, there were some special things that happened, and we'll talk about those in a second. But in the year of 1971, did you know the average cost of a new house was $25,200? The average cost for a movie ticket was $1.50. Cost of gallon of gas was $0.40. Cents. Average monthly rent was $150. Not quite sure where that was to. And... Disney World opened in awesome. 1971 in Orlando, Florida. That's now, awesome. Walt Disney had a vision, and he started construction in 1966, and he passed away in 1966 prior to his seeing his dream come to life. His brother Roy took over, and his brother Roy passed away only months after Disney World opened up. The vision of someone's dream can really live uh in everyone else's lives so it's so powerful that way pop culture led zeppelin right here right released album number four jim morrison of the doors was found dead in his bathtub in paris some popular films this uh in 1971 the last picture show diamonds are forever a clockwork orange as dirty harry dirty harry callahan Popular musicians and songs back then, The Doors, Bob Dylan, uh, Janis Joplin, The Who, John Lennon, Jackson 5, Rod Stewart with little Maggie May. And we just heard the number one song of 1971 was Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. Uh, born this year, Lance Armstrong, Winona Ryder, Mariah Carey, Tupac Shakur, popular TV shows, All My Children, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, McLeod, The Odd Couple, and The Partridge Family. But there were two other people that was born in 1971. That's right. And me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do the calculator math on 1971 and 2021, that makes us 50. 50 years old. What, what? 50 years old. So we turned 50 years old this year. And we've actually already had our birthdays. Both yes. of our birthdays are pretty close together. Yeah. So we're both in March. I'm actually four days older than you. Yeah, you are. You're an older yeah, woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to share. And I wanted to invite Galen on for so long. I've been bugging her for a long time to make sure that she was one of the original guests on uh, this podcast. She's an amazing person. For those of you who don't know who Galen is... It has to be the shortest lineup in the world. Everybody knows who Galen is. And you are either infected with her energy or her enthusiasm. There is no doubt about it. I have said so many times that you either, that someone either brightens up a room when they enter or brightens up a room when they leave. And you are truly that person that brightens oh, up a room when they leave. I've said so many times that you need to really analyze your circle and make sure it's not a cage and those relationships that you have. And I love that when I leave your presence, I feel like a better person. Oh, thank you, Steve. Well, the feeling is mutual. You're, you're a pretty awesome guy and you're pretty good at getting me out of my head. He actually trains me actually with a box fit and I love it. And you're 
wicked friend and an awesome trainer. And you're really good at getting me out of my head. And thank you so much. And for... that's not easy to do either. To get no. out of Galen's head is no, not very easy to not. do. I live in my brain. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> and apparently that's a characteristic of us. But I digress. But anyway, thank you. I really appreciate you. I'm so me. glad you're here. Really and excited about it. And the fact that we have turned 50. 50. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's, it, you know... It's a lot, but it's nothing. No. It's like the it's like the second chapter. It's like the sequel to Star Wars, like the Empire Strikes Back or something cool like that. And that was like that, right? that was a great sequel. It too, was by an way. awesome sequel. That's why I chose that. When I was turning 50, the little anxiety in me started to creep up a little bit. You know, the old Stevie and it started to come to life to say, hey, you know, don't worry about it. It was leading up. Let's make it a quiet time. Let's not make that big announcement on social media. Um, let's, you know, let's enjoy the moment. Let's not have the big birthday celebration. And I found that when I hit the number 50, it was an unbelievable time. It was exciting. It was like this incredible light went off inside of me. And I love that I turned five. Oh, it was fantastic. And it was like, the no bullshit meter came on for me. I thought it was an incredible feeling. And it that. was like that weight was just lifted off my shoulders. And since that time has come, it has been incredible. I, I would agree. Like I really didn't have any problem turning 50 at all. Um, I kind of wear like a badge of honor, you know, we're really lucky kind of to, to, um, to reach this age. Many of us haven't. I've lost a few good friends along the way. And uh, I feel really honored to be here. And I'm really happy uh, to be 50. And I, I kind of don't mind at all. It's a good place to be. It's probably the best place I've ever been in my life right now, really. Yeah. And you look amazing. Thank you. Um, but it's not It's not just that. It's this amazing energy that you create with you and that you bring in and, and that you share to this world. I've said many times that I'm living my second life. Um, and uh, I've I been... say I've lived nine lives. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm and, a cat. And you land on four legs all oh, the time. Thank you. Um, but turning 50 was this, it was an amazing feeling because for me, it felt like, uh, like I had a bookshelf and every book on that bookshelf resembled some form of my life, some form, whether it was a committee I worked on or a title I was using or, or, um, you know, it was this job or, or this adventure or whatever that might be. And it felt like my bookshelf just fell down. And that kind of happened leading up to 50. And then as I went to lift that bookshelf of life back up and put the books back on, whatever they re resembled, for me, it was a time to say, hang on now. Maybe I'm not going to put that one up there. Maybe I'm not going to put that book up there that represents uh, a particular you know, chapter in my life. And it was more important at 50 to understand what to say no to as opposed to what to say yes to. Who to say goodbye to as opposed to say hello to it was important to understand what wasn't important and that's true and i think i felt some of that as well but i didn't feel any real huge big reckoning you know yeah. i think that what i realized from this year when i sat back and thought about it is that like i've been like preparing myself for yeah. this 50 years yeah. you know what i mean and when i sat back and looked at it um, I realized that what I've learned the most in my life and probably when I reflect on being 50 is how to be resilient. So, so, right? that so I, I think, and, and besides being resilient, being really grateful mm. for what you have in your life. I think that's one of the things that I, I did really realize that each year and each passing year, 
I become more and more grateful for the people that I have in my life and the, and the life that I get to lead. Yeah. And, you know, being resilient is about kind of helping you survive life. And life has its ups and downs. And if you can get to the point in your life that you've, you've got some resilience and you can bounce back and realize that, you know, everything is not so bad. And, you know, another chapter, mm. I guess, starts and, you know, where there's dark, darkness, there's dawn. Yes. You know, resilience, I think, is a, is, is a key message for me on this 50th year, which is a weird year to turn 50. I mean, we're in a global pandemic. Yeah. Our birthdays were in March in our little corner of the world here. We were in lockdown. We were. So it was kind of hard to celebrate. And like that whole thing is like a metaphor for resilience because I had this in my brain. I'm an event planner and yeah. I do large scale events and stuff. That's right. You know, by day. But, you know, I like planning events. I like it, my job. And I like doing that outside of work. So I had this whole 50th year plan where I was going to start off in Pasadena, California on January 1st. Yeah, it's been my childhood dream and still is to watch the Rose Bowl parade. Funny that I end up coordinating a Santa Claus parade here in St. John's. But anyway, I was going to get special tickets, sit on the bleachers, watch the whole thing. And I was going to start off January 1st, hopefully surrounded with some family and friends sitting here in Pasadena, California. And we all know what happened. Yes. I mean, and then everything that I kind of had like slated, set aside for like kind of something to do every month, like celebrating my 50th year, like just one by one, it got scratched mm. because of, yep. you know, the, the, the world that we're living in right now. But you know what I learned? I learned that's okay. Yeah. And really like, I didn't need all this big stuff. That's the thing I, I really realized and less is more. And the people that you have around you and what matter and you know what you do with what you got it really truly is an attitude of gratitude it is and you really embrace that and and and, and, and it's come uh, from what i've learned to share with you in your stories in our one-on-ones in our interactions it's that it's been an accumulation of your life yeah. uh an attitude of gratitude yeah. and uh it's really been inspiring to those people that are around you Oh, thank you. Like you always talk about you're living like your second life <laughs> after your, you know, yep. first life happened, we'll say. Yep. I always say I live nine lives, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think I had kind of two major nudges mm -hmm. in my life that kind of shaped who I was. The first one was that was of a physical nature. Yes. I had a physical illness and, and um, I fought it and I spent two months in hospital. And when I got out, that was probably, I think that was around 2004. And when I got out, I was 70 pounds. Like all my hair fell out. I couldn't walk. I had to learn how to walk again. And it was like a year's recovery, but you know, I made it. Mm. So that was great. So, you know, when you have something like that happen to you. You look at things and realize, you know, pretty quickly, like who and what's important. And you realize like some of the things that you were doing in your life probably contributed to, yeah. you know, putting you in the place that Very you were much. in. And that was kind of like the first major nudge that I had in my life that put me on to this path. And the, like I said, I'm in the best place I think I've ever been. And the other one was uh, in 2014 was more of an emotional nature. Mm. And I had a lot of uh, stuff happen to me within the span of about, you know, three months or so, whereas I lost my uh, I'm a big dog lover. And I lost my husky and he was born in my arms. I had his mom and I had to get him put to sleep in my arms, which was an honor to do. But um, it was very difficult and I was very heartbroken by that and I took a couple of days off work and during those couple of days that I took off suddenly out of the blue like my guiding light in my life my mother passed away a heart attack and that was brutal and then 
you know, I always called him as a gentleman I worked with for the last 20 years, my work husband, he had a health episode and had to have emergency surgery, like a fluky, totally problem. He didn't even know what he had. He almost died. And then my best friend had a heart attack and almost died. And this was in a very short, you know, period of time. And, uh, you know, all this had kind of happened to me, Steve. Mm. And I was looking around and um, people were saying to me, like, are you depressed or whatever? And I could truly say I wasn't depressed because I'm not really a depressed person. Mm-hmm. I kind of got like a positive outlook on life, but boy, I was sad. Yeah. And, and that's uh, okay to be it, sad. Well, it is it okay. It is okay. A lot of people think that it's not yeah. a part of it, but you really can't enjoy or appreciate what is good unless you really understand what may be bad or what may have just caused you some sadness. It's okay to be sad. It's okay yeah. to go through the grief. It's okay to go through those 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 parts, those chapters, right. those journeys. Well, you hit the nail on the head. If you don't go through it and mm-hmm. deal with it, like yes. whether it's sadness or whatever it is you have going on in your life, depression, mm-hmm. you are doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. And not only that, you've got to deal with it sometime. Because mm-hmm. if not, you're going to push it down and it's probably going to make you sick. Yeah. So during that time, uh, all this happened to me. My life was like a country song. And is that, as if that wasn't enough, um, I, I split up with my former partner. Mm-hmm. I kind of took stock of my life and all these things had happened and I couldn't change them, mm-hmm. but it gave me a different life. Mm-hmm. It gave me a completely different life, which is the silver lining. And only for, I looked around, I had one last kind of person standing in my life and, and I kind of changed that. Our time had come to mm-hmm. an end. I didn't know what was ahead of me, mm-hmm. but with that came the sale of a property, sale of our business. We had to do our assets. Like it was, it was a lot that year. Very much. And I tell you, really talk about learning how to be resilient and taking stock of your life and what's important, um, you know, and then next chapter is like, I, I'm married now mm-hmm. to a, absolutely have an absolutely yep. wonderful husband. And, you do, you know, it's just been a, it's been an amazing journey. And again, grateful and, and blessed and resilient. It's not what happens to us that matters. It's how we deal with it that's important. And uh, we talked about birthdays. We've talked about, you know, turning 50 and the the joy in that and the beauty in that and the the blessing and being so grateful for that. But, you know, we all get two birthdays. One, the day we were born. And the second, the most important one, the day we figure out why we were born. And I think that's been so powerful for us is that we really have uh, embraced our why uh, we really have embraced a, you know, uh, a mantra of, of being one life and really, truly living it. And hopefully that people will grasp that a little earlier, you know, whether it's 19 yes. or 29 or 39 or 99, yes. that you really grasp truly this gift that you were given. And it is a gift to be able to have a life, to be able to live and share and grow and really, truly be able to leave a legacy is, is something that is a blessing to be. To be gifted with it is and you're right you know like uh some of us grasp it a little later some yeah. of us grasp it a little earlier but listen i mean there's truth there's absolute truth in it it's it's the way to happiness yeah, it really is yeah. um you know we wouldn't have santa claus if it wasn't fake for for galen <laughs> if you did not know that but every time santa comes uh here it's because galen made sure that it happens well so. i call myself the parade ceo yes. or chief elf officer it's a little <laughs> name i've put on myself chief elf officer yeah, I love it, that. It, yeah it is it's there's it a lot of work to that it people is. don't really realize that it yeah. is so much work to it but you know what when you're walking down the street and i hope we get to do this again someday yes. 
when you walk down the street and you see the smiles on the faces of all the children, not mm. just the little children, no, the young ones. and old children, yeah. it makes all the work worthwhile. And that's only a small portion of my job. It's probably one a lot of people know me for. Well, but, you know, it, it's it's uh, the publicity from it and stuff. But, mm. um, you know, I love it. You do. And you are truly the heartbeat of, of this city. You really are. Um, but you know it's it's it is amazing uh, for you to have embraced everything that you know those journeys along the way, uh, those little nudges. Uh, you embraced the, the positive. You really truly have been living the fact that life was happening for you and not to you. When many people would have ran from these uh, from these uh, you know little bumps in the road, when many people would have you know kind of caved up or just kind of squeezed it all tight and never really saw uh, you know the juice that would come from the fruit. Uh, for you, you have really embraced that this was happening for you and not to you. I believe you have to be. Otherwise, you you become a victim oh. or you live in the past. Mm. You know, you let your past ruin your future. And, yeah. You know, life is for the living. Mm. Regardless of what happens in your life, life is for the living. And it's, and it's never too late. Yeah. And it's never too soon to embrace that fact and start living it and be, you know, it's cliche, but, you know, live your best life. Be your best self. Be happy. You know, live for yourself. Then live for others. Yeah. But if you're not happy first, no. you can't be in any sort of meaningful or productive relationship with a, a yeah. spouse, a friend, a work relationship in any way or, or, or be successful. So I mean, that true happiness and embracing yourself is the key. I've, I've heard it said so many times that, you know, a lot of people will live a life whereby that in order for everything else to get better around them or everybody else to get better around them, they need everybody else to go see a doctor as opposed to really looking yeah. inward. The most important relationship we have is the one with ourselves. And when we truly love ourselves, when we truly love the gifts that we've been given, that's when the rest of the relationships become that much more beautiful with family, with friends, uh, with coworkers, everybody that becomes part of our circle and not part of our cage. It's those relationships. But truly, we have to make sure that the relationship with ourselves is the most beautiful one first. It is. There's a reason they tell you to put on your own oxygen mask first. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. You can't take care of anybody else unless you take care of yourself. My father used to tell me that... You, Galen, you have to look after number one and because number one looks after number two. And he never said that in a selfish way. What he meant is you have to look after yourself and be the best that you can be so you can look after the people that you love. I am so happy that you are here. I have I have bugged you. I have nudged you. I have made sure that I have wanted you. Every time we get together and we interact and and, and you know maybe a one on one session, but we always connect before. We always connect after. And the energy that you have, uh, the passion for life, for your you know you truly do live a head set mindset heart set lifestyle and i love that i love that you've come here and shared this uh with us today. <laughs> <laughs> no but you are truly an inspiration and i'm glad that because you know we all have these decisions to make we all have opportunities we can see that you know this is you know this is something that's a struggle in my life whether it's health whether it's relationships whether it's work change or anything like that that's coming our way yeah. and we can look at that as a you know, as something that's been given to us uh, as 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 a life denudger. For you, you've embraced that these things were uh, opportunities. And I think for in life, we can only ask for opportunities. I've been given a second opportunity. And for me, this is an, uh, a vehicle to make sure that not only my life is the best, but those that I can, uh, you know, live with and around. So. And you're good at it, Steve. Well, I mean, I really think that, you know, people get your sincere 
messages that you post through your social media yeah. that you emit through your interactions with everybody every day there's a lot of people that walk the walk and don't talk the talk but you do both and truly you know thank you for that you know from me and everybody else in your circle well i appreciate that uh okay so this being episode two, okay. uh, we have some questions. We got some fun. Okay. And uh, you do not know the questions, correct? Is this like Jeopardy? Yeah, it'll be kind of like Jeopardy, but you have to give me the answers, not the questions first. Okay. So, no. Uh, we're going to go ahead. from there. Uh, okay. So fun. <laughs> uh, you don't know the answers. You don't know the questions, correct? I don't, I don't know. These are the first know. time that you are hearing them. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. <laughs> I want you, as you get to know a little bit about Galen, to really even ask yourself these questions okay. and really feel for uh, you know for your own uh, situation and think about that as we have a little bit of fun. So, Galen, yes. what motivates you? Oh, that that's an easy one, and it's you know probably not one everybody would kind of think, but it's my mom. <sighs> uh, even in her death, I hear her voice inside my head every day. Uh, I'm the youngest of six kids. I have a beautiful family, mm. beautiful nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. And, and I'm the youngest of six, three girls, three boys, but our parents are deceased. Mm. And um, we're so lucky to have them. And she, she has um, influenced our lives unbelievably. She died seven years ago. Wow. And every day I hear her voice in my head, get up, ducky, do what you got to do, do your job, you know, whatever it might be. Yep. The, the foundation that she has given me and us and our family will sustain us and the rest of the generations that come from us because she's just such a guiding light and a beautiful, wonderful person. Uh, I love that. We celebrated my mom's birthday Yay! yesterday. Number 74. Wow. Uh, happy birthday, Sharon Callahan. Happy birthday. Uh, it was an amazing day and uh, it was great to have uh, family, friends around. Uh, okay. What's one idea that you think we could implement today that would make life just a little bit more easier? Everybody should get a dog. Oh, super dog <laughs> Everybody should get a dog. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think uh, they make your life so much more wonderful. A great companion. You can't be sad when you have this. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's just great company. You know, a lot of people these days from different reasons are suffering from anxiety yeah. and yeah. depression. There's a lot of mental problems and, People are struggling with mental health and there'll never be a better medicine. <laughs> um, okay. What's your superpower? My superpower. Wow. Besides being a dog whisperer, I think that um, it probably would be that I'm a happy person. You very much. Um, I'm a happy person at my core. I have always been. I don't ever remember being... Of course, I mean, I was unhappy when I didn't get my way when I was a kid or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've been unhappy at moments, but truly in my heart, I don't think I've ever been an unhappy person. What would be your kryptonite? Oh, my God. This. <laughs> Look, I can't resist a dog. Yeah. I walk through Bowing Park all the time, and I got to say hello to every dog that's there. So if I'm going for a half-hour walk through the park, it turns into three hours. What would be your favorite movie? And we talk about movies all the time. Every time we connect, yes. you're always coming in. Did you see this show? Did you see this movie? Did yes. you see this? Uh, but what would be your favorite? I don't think I've ever asked you that you question. Don't remember. I think um, well, it's kind of two. Yeah. So the first one I think is really my ultimate favorite. It's Forrest Gump. I absolutely love it. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's got a great story. Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. <laughs> It's just an amazing movie. Mm. And the other one is like, a, I think it's English or Irish, a little flick called Waking Ned Divine. Watch it. It is hilarious. It's really <laughs> funny, especially, I think, like 
Newfoundlanders kind of have that sensibility for English Irish comedy, and it's it's really funny. Simple story: an old guy about ninety nine years old wins a lottery, and it's like a big pile of money. He lives in a small town of about a hundred people, and they all have to get together and make sure to convince the lottery company that they want it or the net is still alive or whatever. And hilarity ensues, and hilarity it is. It's a heartwarming, beautiful film, and uh, those are my two favorite movies. I love that. Who would play you in a movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, okay. So let me see a couple more before we go. Uh, tell me something about you that no one knows. Oh, well, maybe people might get a hint of it, but I don't think anybody really kind of knows because sometimes I will write little snippets on social media if something inspires me, but I, I like to write poetry. Wow. Um, I have a, um, a friend who's a beautiful, um, uh, fine artist. She mm -hmm. paints, her name is Jackie Evans. And many times when I see her paintings, her paintings inspire my words. So we've done these artistic collaborations sort of before. That's cool. Um, you know, I really like it. Or I've been walking through a neighborhood at night and you'll hear sounds emanating from people's mm -hmm. backyards or, you know, like it's coming across a shortwave radio. It's yep. kind of what it sounds like in my brain. I create <laughs> these whole scenarios and I write it. I love that. And uh, I think a lot of people would probably be surprised to know that. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Okay. Uh, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, what would you do? I'm going to run. <laughs> well, I'm going to run. Yeah. And then if I have to, I'm going to fight. Because well, I, I know a guy who taught me a few moves. Yeah. And, uh, also pretty good at firing a gun. I got pretty good aim. So I mean, first flight, then fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Um, I will probably be right behind you. That's for <laughs> sure. What was the last costume you wore? Oh gosh, that was Halloween. I can't believe you brought that up. Like I love <laughs> Halloween, and like so does my sister. She yep. loves it even more. Her name is Francine, the queen of Halloween. All rhymes. Yeah. For a reason. Uh. Anyway big Halloween parties we have every year and major decorations, like your weeks working on it. And this year uh, our theme was creepy circus. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. I was the ringmaster. I had this wicked costume and this awesome makeup. My friend Carolyn from Pixie Mama did. It was professional. It was super. I felt great. Everybody had a great time and it, it was really nice. Now we had to do it in COVID, right? yes. but yes. we're not missing out on Halloween. No. I don't care. And it was no. a full moon this year on a Saturday. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect day. Perfect day. Uh, okay, I love this, but uh, what's your biggest accomplishment in life and what are you proud of right now? And we'll try to keep going. You've had so many. Yeah. I understand that. You've shared them. You've opened up today, and I appreciate that so much. But just give me one something that you're really proud of. Well, I could say so many things. Like, I don't want to put one thing above another because yeah. they're all so yeah. like, important to me uh, in different ways. Um, like I'm really happy that I'm, I'm a good wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I got a yep. nice relationship with my husband. I'm really happy that I'm a good sister or friend or whatever. But if I was going to look at something personally, you know what, Steve, it would be at a personal level, it would be doing this box fit. <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I would like it or be any good at it. Oh, you're fantastic. Like, and I just really like it. And it's something that like I've done for me. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy it, and I really like it. And currently, it's on my playlist of things I'm proud of. Good. I love that. Um, 
I'm so thankful and blessed that you've come on and spent this time with me oh, and it's spent this time with everybody else, really, yeah. truthfully. Um, the, you know, the passion that you have is so infectious and I love that and I love your energy and I oh, love thanks. how inspiring that you are. I, I'm thankful that you've shared your chapters with us today. Well, just a couple, just a couple of chapters, because sometimes we'll be reading the book of life, uh, you know, and, and our, you know, biography, and we'll get to a tough chapter. And that chapter might be too much for us to turn the page. And what you shared for us is that it's important to turn the page, to make sure that you continue on, to make sure that you continue writing uh, that beautiful book of life that we are given the opportunity to live. The best is still unwritten. This that's Chloe here now. If you hear that little sound playing with her toys, it's adorable dog. Um, but yeah, the the, the best is uh, yet to come. There's more yet to be written. And for everybody out there, don't give up. Like you never know what's going to happen to you in life. I mean, people look at me and they think, "Geez, you know, you got a nice job and a beautiful husband, and you know, and all these things, a great family." And they think you never had a challenge in no, the world. No, and that's not true. No, that is not true. And just keep going and again resilience is the most important thing and when i look back on my life i think i took me 50 years to really get to this point that i think yeah i'm resilient and i'm ready and you know i can handle anything you are truly embracing the second birthday that you were given and i love that Thank you so much again for coming by today and spending time with us and time with me. I am so blessed to have you in my presence. Um, and for all of you out there, please like, share, subscribe to whatever platform you choose to do so for this podcast. Uh, it will be available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Podbean and all the, uh, the platforms that you choose to do so. Thank you so much. This was episode two of One Life Live It. I am so thankful. I can't, let you, I can't let you go. I have to say thank you to you. And it's been real fun being here and sitting with you. And I'm sure this, as time goes on, is really going to have an impact in people's lives. And I'd like to do that myself right now with a quote that found me that. in grade nine. Uh, I never found it. And I've kind of lived my life by it, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I love that. It's a quote by Einstein. And its great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. So look, look that up, think about it, and live it. I love that. One life, live it. We love you. Bye.